Hi, this is the Robberator, and you can support my mad grab for power and the Sword and Laser podcast by going to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. <laughs> and I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. And I know we're a week off of the normal schedule and we're going to have another show next week. And I just want to say thank you. I got to spend some time with my sister because of that. Oh, is that why? Is that why we rescheduled? Yeah. I don't remember. My sister is in t- was in town all last week and I was like, I can do the show, but be cooler if I didn't have to do the show. Um, so yeah, last Wednesday when we would have normally done, have done the show, I think we were doing karaoke in my house actually. Oh, that's okay. All right. I was really hoping you weren't going to say that was the night of the Dodgers game. No, no, that was Saturday. That was her last (laughs) night. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we were, we were definitely, um, singing karaoke instead of doing sword and laser. That's cool. No. And then last (laughs) night we were gonna, we were gonna, you know, do it last night and then I was too tired and there were more, you know, vet and, things well, and, going and on. Ray had her vet follow up on her eye surgery, which, by the way, everything's great. She oh, was a uh, clean bill. The, the, the vet was like, you know, I think she might have even popped one of her sutures, but it, it looks fine. So I'm not going to do anything about it because it's healing great. I'm like, well, awesome. More That's later. amazing. That's really yeah. nice. Um, we are also streaming live on Riverside.fm. And uh, Tamahome wants to know what is Tom's go to karaoke song? Uh, we, uh, we did, uh, BTS is butter, uh, dynamite. Uh, we did, uh, some, uh, gosh, I can't even remember all this stuff. My go-to is usually bad finger no matter what, but I actually didn't sing that. I don't know that song. No matter what you are, I will always be with you. Or if you hear the actual song, you might recognize it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not the best representation. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you couldn't recognize it even if you knew it from that. I don't know. But that's how it goes to me. That's fun. I I do not have a home karaoke system, but I feel like it's something at some point I'm going to have to procure. I've got for myself. the recommendation. It's the choice yeah. of Filipinos worldwide. It's only like 150 bucks. It's HDMI. It's brilliant. Tom can say that because his wife is Filipino. <laughs> Well, it's also true. Okay. It's also it's, true. I don't think I need a license to say that. <laughs> but yes, she is also Filipino. However, I'm the one who picked it. And then we found out afterwards. We're like, because I was like, this one looks good. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can get this one. She's like, oh, this is apparently the Filipino choice. So yes, extra yes. This is the one on yeah, yeah. Filipino wire cutter. That is like the mm. top choice. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. All right. Well, uh, what are, you, are we drinking? It feels like we're drinking. Are we drinking? <laughs> I am having um, a St. Francis Syrah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I told Ryan to pick me up uh, multiple bottles of whatever cheap rosé he found at Whole Foods. Okay. So I don't know the name of this one. <laughs> it's it's called What's in My Glass. Yeah, that's the one I'm enjoying currently. What's in My Glass brand rosé. You know, I have heard that that's what um, very high class people do. Mm-hmm. is they just order by genre. They don't order yeah. by brand. 
Well, I also, you know, to balance things out, I also received my shipment from Gun Bun today of my quarterly wine club shipment of like decent wine. We're so, St. Francis, not Gun Bun, but yeah, we we could, we do the same thing. Yeah. So that's that's how I balance it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is not um sword and and wine. Well, that's it for Winecast. Um, Thanks everybody. Good night. Have a great night. Let's jump into the quick burns. John uh, submitted on our Goodreads Quick Burns thread that Alistair Reynolds released a new book in the Revelation Space Universe inhibitor phase. He has done an interview, which is available on YouTube, uh, with what John thought at first was a tribute to Seriously Have a Metal Band. But having watched the first 10 minutes, there was enough interesting content for me to think it was worth a share. I actually haven't watched the interview, but I already saw someone uh, comparing it and contrasting it to, to the interview with Martha uh wells from from the uh the murderbot series and like very contrasting interview styles between those two interviews oh i haven't seen either so i guess i need to need to catch up on my interview backlog um but that's very cool but yeah new book uh, from alistair reynolds that's that's is the is the lead there yeah and then Ruth says, don't know if anyone is into Book Crate subscriptions, but I mm. thought y'all might like to know that Illumicrate is doing an exclusive hardback set of the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee when Jade Legacy comes out later this year. They also have exclusive editions of previous picks, The House in the Cerulean Sea, and This is How You Lose the Time War. They're based in the UK, but will ship internationally to most countries for a price. Um, edit, Ruth says, sorry, I failed to include the link. Here you go. The Greenbone Saga Special Edition goes on general sale on Sunday, October 3rd for delivery in early December. Join the wait list. <laughs> Tom is like, how fast can I put my credit card in? <laughs> so when when I first was putting the lineup together uh, on uh, on Wednesday, you could buy this. And now it's join the wait list. Oh, wow. Did you and get I, in? I did not buy it. Hey, did you get your um, Dune bookends yet? No, no, they haven't come yet. Uh, it was like a long wait time, long shipping time for that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to treat myself with something, but I've just. Yeah, because I, I don't think they were they were being released for a while. And then the shipping is not like. Around. Oh, that's right. So it might be that's like right. October before I get those. Got it. You're next. Um, Yes. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking about ways to get the Green Boat Saga Special Edition. Uh, But uh, instead, I should be telling you what Mark was wanting us to tell you, that George R. R. Martin just made a sci-fi film with Vincent D'Onofrio. You might know him from Daredevil or Men in Black. Uh, The short film currently in post-production is based on The Night of the Cooters, a short story by Howard Waldrop. The script was written by Joe R. Lansdale. Vincent D'Onofrio directed, as well as playing a lead role. Uh, It's about the time the Martians invaded Pachuco, Texas. Uh, When can you see it? Hopefully sometime in 2022. Meanwhile, the short story is available online from Clark's World. Fascinating. Okay. I am trying um, not to be the person who says I know we're not going to do it. Rather, blah 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 blah, because we're not going to do that. It's not like time is a you know the uniform substance. It's quite possible for people to help make a sci-fi film and write their next book. It's, I don't um, think that's the delay. I think the delay is perfectionism, <sighs> and I respect that. Okay, I feel I feel like we're veering dangerously close to. It's just saying it without saying it before. Yeah. Pr- pretty soon. We're just going to have to start playing, uh, the, the, the musical version from John Anilio of Neil Gaiman's <laughs> blog, blog post. 
<laughs> Mark says, so many already said that. And then Mark says, say it. <laughs> no, 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 no. As Roy Kent might say, We're no. We're better than that. We're going to try to be. I'm not better than that. I'm listen, not, listen. I'm I am not. better that, than that when I think of George R. R. Martin, the person. I'm absolutely better than that. When he I was think so of, kind. When, I, when I'm thinking of, I would like to read the next book. It's much harder. Okay, let's let's we're not saying it, but let's let's two things. One, George R. R. Martin was very kind to us at the loser party. He was at, at the Hugos. Yeah, he was. He spoke to us as mm-hmm. people directly, on, on and that was very nice. Night. Yeah, yep. Um, it also probably had something to do with the fact that we were the first people there and the only people there for okay, a really long time. Sure, it was us and a robot, but still. Um, I got freaky with that robot. I got pretty freaky with that I robot, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it comes up. You know how they have the little widget on your phone yeah. that throws up stuff? I get that. I get that picture sometimes. Oh, Lord. There's definitely Today video. I get a picture of you and Len Peralta in Atlanta. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. Um, yeah. It's very nice. This Len one and I haven't taken too. our... We haven't taken our... Um, our uh, pictures together in a long time because of, you know, lack of travel. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're digressing. Um, but yeah, um, Mark says, show us the bot video. No, no, <laughs> no. Jan says, don't know if this even makes a difference at this point. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. It probably doesn't make a difference at this point. Are you showing the picture? You can't see it. It's too blurry. It's too blurry. It's Nobody blurry. can see it. Yeah. Nobody can see your video. It's too blurry. Sorry. Stop. Stop, Tom. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's very cute. I was, you know, I dance pretty well, so I'm yeah, not going to complain too dancing. much. It's just dancing. I didn't get the freaky part. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. All right. Uh, it's time now for Barry. I, you know, I guess there wasn't a lot going on this week or the past two weeks. Um, it's so August. You know? It's August. Slow season. Yeah. Yeah, all the authors are going back to school. That's right. <laughs> they're just getting ready for the school year. Yep, yep. Or they're on vacay. vacay. Um, anywho. Taking all right, holidays. N- taking holiday. You know, I heard um, that a lot of kids are starting to speak with uh, British accents because of Pepper Pig. Peppa Pig? Mm-hmm. Pepper Pig. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes, the, the kids don't call it Pepper Pig, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Peppa Pig. that's what the kids call it. Peppa Pig. Yeah, Take there's like a slang invasion from from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now it's time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Um, Drake, who has a new Twitter handle, um, I would Drake? like to point out. Drake Tungsten has a new oh, Twitter okay. handle. Still very cool. Yeah. No longer turtle is my totem. Um, says thanks again for talking about Mary Robinette Cowell's Lady Astronaut series in some of your 2019 episodes. I stayed up all night reading The Faded Sky and had finished the Calculating Stars recently on to Relentless Moon. Drake's now in front of me. I, I still need to get to Relentless Moon. Uh, so yeah, go Drake, go. Oh, that uh, was an awesome. interesting one too. It was very different. Relentless yeah. Moon was super different from the first two and different character um, perspectives as well. Uh, and then April Mendes, good to see April Mendes pop up in the mentions, uh, said this popped up after I heard this week's sword and laser. And now I can't stop saying chunk in your funk and Roy on your joy. So thanks for that. <laughs> Ace detective Veronica. This is in reference to the, to the book kink. 
Um, Because we used to say, what is the phrase? (laughs) Now I can't even remember. It's like, Uh, don't stink on my kink or don't. Yeah. And also uh, harsh harsh your mellow, but that's not it. Um, I don't want to. Don't troll my role. Wow. We're coming up with a lot of good ones, but not the one. Don't fart on my art. (laughs) Please don't. It's it's very rude. (laughs) Episode title. (laughs) Uh, What is it? Why can't I think of it? It's don't. I think it is don't stink my kink or don't. That is one, but that's not the one I'm trying to think of. Yuck. Don't yuck your yum. Don't yuck my yum. Thank you. Thank you. Yawn. Don't yuck my yum. That's the classic. Uh, can you imagine if we weren't doing this live on Riverside right now? <laughs> we just go on for the next 10 minutes. Like 100 new <laughs> ways. Tom Homie says, don't yuck my yawn. <laughs> <laughs> good ones. Good ones, folks. Good ones. I like it. Um, well, we have uh, we have a new book pick this month. It is yes. a... Um, do you want to do you want to talk about it? Do you? Yeah, I, um, I literally we'll, we'll, know nothing about this book or this author, so I'm really curious to hear why and you, picked you it. won't know much more <laughs> because <laughs> I want to talk about it more next week. Uh, okay. I want to leave leave the time for for the wrap up of Ruthless Lady, but uh, Terra Nullius by Claire G. Coleman. Uh, Claire G. Coleman is Indigenous Australian. Uh, Terra Nullius is about is set in Australia, uh, and it's about uh, native population and settlers. And from this is the crazy thing about it. This is pretty much all I'll say. Every description of this book is as if it were just historical fiction, as if it was set in Australia's colonial past. And yet everyone who's read it assures me, multiple people in discord assured me it's Mm -hmm. sci-fi. So, okay. Yeah. And I said, Will I like this book? And people said that I will definitely like this book. So I feel like that's pretty high praise. Yeah. Um, I have already started it, but I still, even if I were to spoil, which I'm not going to, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what the deal deal is. You can't tell if it's sci-fi yet? I haven't got to that part, whatever it is. Oh, it's so interesting. Are you doing audiobook or, or Kindle? Uh, there is no audiobook in the United States. Only, what am I going to uh, do? There is one in Australia. There's one in the UK. I think a few other markets, uh, but there's none licensed for the United States. So I am doing Kobo. Oh man. Okay. You That's going to be hard Kindle for too, me. But I just decided to do Kobo this time. I just mean ebook is hard for me just because I'm reading another book right now on Kindle. So I have to stop that, which is fine. Yeah. And. I can't listen on the audio. I had to take some is... time from something I would normally. It wasn't a book, but I had to take the time I usually spend on something else and give it to, to reading the Kobo book. I also bought it work? Uh, the book from from bookshop.org. Uh, got it from an indie bookstore. Oh. So I have the print copy, too. Well, that's nice. Well, I'm I'm very curious. I've my interest has definitely been piqued, so I'm I'm excited to to get into this one. We'll tell you a little more about Claire G. Coleman, maybe a tiny bit more about the book uh, next week. But that just very just cool. so you know, that's that's the book for September. All right, well, let's get into our spoily wrap up of the Ruthless Lady's Guide to Wizardry by C. M. Wagoner. Um, I loved this book. I, did I loved too. it. I really that, did. I was absolutely finding things to do so I could listen to this on, on the on the audio. Totally. 
This was one of those for me as well. Um, and when it was finished, and I did feel like it finished in a very kind of sudden way, almost. Um, I, I chalked that up to being part of a planned series. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, obviously this story will continue. And, you know, the next adventure will be and they, you know, and folks, we're going to get spoilery here. So if you don't want to be spoiled on Ruthless Lady's Guide to Wizardry, uh, you you may want to move along. Uh, but yeah, that that ending very much felt like, well, now uh, we won't wrap up everything because we're headed up for adventures in the north. Why don't you come with? And they're like, oh, OK, so that's the plot of the next book. Got it. So, but my understanding was that the next book or the like unnatural magic, which is seems to be, is it not in this, in that series? You know, it's, it's in the series, but it's not with the same people. Correct. It's, it's in the universe, but it's not a sequel. So I'm like, well, you very much indicated that, (laughs) you know, our friends here are going, you know, Delia and Delia and Wynn are going to continue on. So I don't know if, she will go back to them at some point or if, if it was just sort of like a faux ending to be like the kind of novel it is like serial novels like that in, in that time period would have ended like that. They would have said, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our next adventure will be X and you're like, Oh, I can't wait for the next adventure. Well, yeah. So I, I'm curious. I, I need to do some, I feel like I need to do some searching to figure out Mm -hmm. like if there is going to be a, a direct sequel or if this is just, if that was just the end of that particular part of the tale. And maybe we won't get more of, of Deli and Wynn. Um, which would be a bummer, which would be sad for me. But, you know, uh, there's always room for more stories at the same time. Crunch all you want. They'll write more. <laughs> yep. We were, Tom and I were, were messaging each other back and forth in in bad versions of their... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> their their patois of sorts. Um, that's not the right word. What am I trying to say? Um, um, the dialect, maybe? Dialect, be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so tell me what you thought. Like, what did you, what did you enjoy about the story? I absolutely adored the world. Uh, mm-hmm. as, I, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm a big, big fan of the Regency era and the Victorian Jane Austen, et cetera. Uh, and so I, I, I dug that. Uh, I also really liked that it wasn't set in that time or place. It was an mm-hmm. alternative world that was like that time or place, uh, which kind of freed me from worrying about like, well, would they really do that? It's like, hey, it's a whole other world. They can do whatever they want. Uh, I love the invented words, the invented religion, uh, and the invented slang based on that religion. Uh, I, I liked all of that. And I thought Delhi was just wonderful uh, and just a perfect anti-hero, but chaotic good uh, she, yeah. you know, she's, she's obviously had a hard life, uh, but she's got a heart of gold and Wynn sees that, uh, and, and the investigations into Delhi's lack of self-confidence, uh, and her not trusting Wynn never went into the predictable relationship stuff, right? Where they, where they have a fight uh, and Delhi sabotages the relationship. Uh, it looked like it was going to go there, but it mm-hmm. always ends up being more realistic to me. It always ended up being like, oh, no, that's what would actually happen. There'd, there'd be some hurt feelings and, and maybe a little misunderstanding, but it wouldn't be this dramatic falling apart. And that said, while that relationship was very real, there was plenty of drama to keep you interested. So you didn't you didn't have to overdo it on that. And I'm glad that she made that choice. 
I agree. Um, it's funny you say anti-hero or anti-hero because that's kind of how Seth describes uh, Delhi as well in, in this post. Um, why can't she be bad? <laughs> he says, I won't spoil the main plot here. You can. Uh, but I will spoil how the romance turns out, which might actually be the main plot of the book, I suppose. While I was reading, I rooted for Delhi and Wynne to get together and was pleased that it turned out that way, but have reevaluated a bit now that I've finished and thought about it more. Delhi knows she is competent enough, but her own view of her morals is very negative, which made me think that she would turn out to be some kind of antihero. Instead, she's really a nice person who has some crappy circumstances and a very low opinion of herself. This is fine, but would it have been more interesting if she actually was the ruthless lady promised by the title? Perhaps her funny speech pattern could have turned out to be an act and she could have consummated her relationship with Wynne and jumped out the window with Wynne's family jewels onto a horse, which she was only <laughs> feigning not being able to ride, and galloped off in a gin-soaked luxury. It just strikes me as a bummer that instead of being a ruthless scoundrel, the main character turns out to be just a depressed person who needs real love to begin feeling some self-worth. You know, honestly, I thought this was going to be a different post, I have to say. I read the first part, <laughs> and now I don't agree anymore, Seth. I'm sorry. I should have done I, my homework. Um, my, my, my take on this is, this is why you can never say a book is absolutely good or bad because we all bring different expectations right. uh, and different experiences to me i would have been sorely disappointed if seth had got his wish uh and and i don't mean to take away from seth i'm sure seth would have been super excited and that would have been fine uh but i expected that i expected her to end up being weak enough to go ahead and and screw over win and ruin it because i've mm -hmm. read that story a million times before and so I'm like, okay, we're probably going to go there. She's probably going to screw things up with wind, but eventually maybe they'll patch it up. Uh, that would have been less interesting to me. It was way more interesting to me for it to turn out to be a realistic person who's like, yeah, I'm just kind of depressed. You know, my circumstances yeah. didn't turn me into a villain. It just turned me into somebody who's not always, you know, not always doing the right thing and doesn't even know that my heart is in the right place. And to me, that was much more fascinating. And that was my point about there's plenty of other drama. You, you've got, you know, the whole conspiracy and 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 uh, the people, you know, being being milked for their magic and and all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I wasn't lacking on interesting stuff happening in here. So you didn't need to make Delhi's relationship with Wynn do that. In fact, I was I was more satisfied that it, that it was a more realistic kind of dynamic. Yeah, I was um, really on the lookout for the impact of self-sabotage throughout this story, um, and I was not looking forward to seeing that. I think I was kind of bracing myself for the moment when Wynne, I mean, I'm sorry, when Delhi pushed it too far and, like you said, had that big blowout, that big fight that was going to spiral into this whole side story of them being at odds. And yeah, we, we got a tiny bit of that. But really, Wynne, being like the mature, like adult that she is, was like, I see what you're doing. Cut it out. Cut the shit, basically. And like, I love you. I care about you. She, maybe not in so many words, but the sentiment was there. Like, like, what are you doing? Kind of like that, you know, like, what are you doing? Cut it out. Yeah. Um, and to me, yeah, that felt very like, oh, that's nice. That's nice that I didn't have to go through the stress of like, oh, they're going to go through this. Is they or aren't, are they or aren't they? Like, yeah. is, is uh, Delhi going to be able to pull it together? 
Um, so that was actually kind of refreshing to me. I was happy to see that. And I still think that they're ruthless. Like, I still think that team of women. Oh, Delhi's definitely ruthless in other ways, for sure. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, when like will fight tooth and nail for what she believes in and stand up for people. You know, Delhi at the end of the day, like knows how to get down and dirty and figure things out and take the, you know, take maybe a kind of out, out of the box thinking approach to problem solving that the others might feel uncomfortable with trying to do. Um, so there was a lot of that. I think the characters in the in the book really brought together a lot of different perspectives and and ways of of solving problems. And even though they didn't necessarily always work well together in the sense that they got along perfectly, I think their the the end goal um, was effective. the 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 way they got there worked. Uh, the The other thing I like about this is you have a, a relationship between two women. And a relationship between two body types, and you have a positive model for that. Mm-hmm. And the you know uh, the the history has been like, well, sure, we might want to represent them, but we'll show them as being catty, or we might want to represent two body types falling in love, but it can't work. Uh, and and I, I I'm glad that that was avoided. And it was like, no, it absolutely can work. And, and they're different and they're from different. And it's a, it's a class difference relationship and those aren't supposed to work. And it, and, and you, you didn't make it work easy. There was definitely wind going, we can't do that. And Delhi going, ah, why not? You know, (laughs) no rules where I come from. Uh, and, and yet they were still able to work it out. Like you said, because they're, they're more realistic people. Uh, and, and when, is mature enough to, to be able to say, you know what? Cause, cause in a relationship that does work, that's how it happens is one, one person will often go like, what are you doing? Like you said, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ruin this. And the other person goes, Oh, Oh, you really mean it. Okay. Well then I won't right. ruin it. Uh, and I, I love that. I recognized so many relationships I've been in, in that for sure. Have you dated a lot of half trolls? Uh, I mean, not the half troll part, per se, you know, but the attitude. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, I liked how they kind of turned the, the, the paradigm on its head, but at the end by having the troll be the mom and the, uh, the father Wynn's father being like the turbo handsome, like human guy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I liked that kind of flipping it on its head a little bit from what maybe you expected. I, I was suspecting that. I wasn't sure, oh, but I was, I was suspect. Cause I'm like, I think they're, I think they're trying to, I, I just was like, I think they're trying to mislead me. I think, I think, mm. I think this, this book does not, this likes to subvert my expectations. So, you know, like I wasn't sure I was like, cause I, I kept paying close attention to the language. I'm like, that leaves a little window. Oh, that could be yeah. the other way around. And then, uh, I was not disappointed by that in, at all. I was, I was super pleased. I'm like, ah, yes, no, you're right. You did it. I want to hear like, now I want to go and hear their story. Yeah, I want right? to hear about how they got together and, and their adventures. And I think that would be a really fun kind of prequel story to to read as well there's a lot of a lot of content here um for sure there's the whole school like just being able to like find out what the the, there's always a good story about a magic school yeah you know like that would be super fun i think that's probably why she went with a story in the same world 
to mm-hmm. be like, this world's rich, you know, like I've created this vast world. Why not, why not go somewhere else in it? You know, I can get back to Delhi and win later if I need to. Or the sisters, um, what's your face uh-huh. is the, the, like all the, the various sisters with all their skills. Oh my God. And the, we haven't even talked about the rat. Oh, I was going to get to buttons. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, in my brain, I was queuing up buttons as like, the, next, uh, buttons. the next piece of, yeah. of conversation. Um, I was really proud of my album art for last week's episode. If you haven't seen it, um, I really feel like I represented buttons very well. I thought you um, did too. Yeah. Thank you. So Buttons. Buttons was a magician who was trying to cast some very big magics and ended up turning himself into a mouse (laughs) who still has the soul of the original human um, and communicates through extremely... Horrific bong sounds. And I'm trying to figure out like what that really sounds like. What about it is so disturbing to people? Is it just the unnaturalness of it? Yeah, I don't think the audiobook could do it justice. And, I, no. and I'm glad they didn't try. I would rather right. them just do the straight bong than than like try to try to fall short. Cause I I imagined it as sort of like the bong from Big Ben reverberating mm-hmm. through everyone's brains. Yeah, Whenever he did it, and I liked how sometimes he sounded like a susurrus of of wind going through the trees, or like the babbling of a brook, or you know the these other like soundscapes that Buttons was capable of creating. Also, Buttons kept me guessing. I had yeah. no idea what was going on with Buttons, even when we we were pretty sure it was the wizard's souls trapped in there. I'm like, but is it? I don't know. Like, uh, is he good? Is he? Yeah, is he? Has he got an evil plan? Like. Yeah, right. I was kind I of worried that. that Buttons was like at the at the center of all the evilness. Right. Like a mouse doing yeah, having I kept an inside for job. To turn. <laughs> yeah. But he because he was like danger or like, whoa, why? Why was he? Why? What was he? Why did he keep warning them? What was he warning them about? I think he just really liked his uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on, on her name, but the, the woman who was caring for him. I think he was yeah. like, yeah, I, I like y'all, you know. But he kept telling um, Delhi that, like, right, I, and, she was and in I think through her, he's like, oh, you're part of the crew. Like, let me let me warn you. There, but for the grace of God, go I. Well, mm. there, but for the grace of God, go you. I guess go you. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit <laughs> yeah. in this purse and this reticule uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and hang out. Um, yeah, I liked. I enjoyed buttons um, very much. I think uh, Buttons was a good little twist in the story that added a lot of character um, and and some some light comedic moments as well. I mean, honestly, yeah. this world is so rich. You take Buttons out of there, it's fine. The story's still great, but it's a, that's a testament to like, no, you know, let's let's put this in here. It wasn't unnecessary, mm-hmm. uh, but but the story was just better for Buttons. Uh, which I, I, yeah, well done. Yeah, interesting magic system. So in this mm-hmm. world, people are just kind of uh, certain people have an affinity, right? Yeah, and it's those like a people, talent that needs to be honed. And so those people can go to a school or go to mm-hmm. you know go into training to to hone that skill. Um, I'm currently reading uh, Once and Future Witches um, by Alex E. Harrow, mm-hmm. and 
I find that interesting because it's 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 more like everyone has the ability to cast magic. They just need like the will, the words, and the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a nice. It's I feel like I've I haven't read a lot of books where magic is you know available to everyone. So that's kind of a nice difference in in this current book that I'm reading. Because um, in some ways, it's fun to think that anyone would be available to me. It does feel like there's not a lot of squibs in the Ruthless Lady universe. Like everybody's got something. You know, your your talent might be different. Wynne doesn't. Wynne has Wynne? no magic. No, I thought she did. No, I don't think so. Oh, maybe maybe she does. Yeah, I thought she oh, was able right. to do you're spells. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're she right. She doesn't have right. like she doesn't have the same talent as Delhi. I think the sisters don't. Oh, the but the bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I but don't think everyone I, I guess does. Where where I was going with that is magic seems widespread. It's not like mm-hmm. having magic makes you like, ooh, you have magic. It's like, oh yeah, lots of people have magic. What's yours? Right. Oh, you're good at that. Right. Did you did you hone it? Did you learn it? Oh, you did. You went to school. Oh, okay. So you must be accomplished. Yeah. But yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not as widespread as as what you're describing in Alexi Harrow's book. It's like a natural ability that can mm. yeah that can be improved versus something that it's has like to, we all yeah. can play basketball. <laughs> some of us are really talented at it and some of some us, of us you are know, Steph Curry and some of yeah, us are some of us Veronica Belmont hone the skill and end up in the NBA yeah. there you go um but overall yeah I I loved this series um the mystery was was interesting um I you know it was there's the whole undercurrent then of like the drug trade and the the kind of lives that it ruined there and the kind of like intense ending where we discover like what had happened to their, their missing person. Um, All of it kind of felt ancillary. Like I, I really feel like the main story was like when in Delhi, you know, like I kind of didn't care about the mystery all that much. We didn't read the rest of the thread, obviously, but the rest of Mm -hmm. the thread, Seth kind of comes to the conclusion that uh, if he had known this was a romance, not just a romantic story, uh, Mm -hmm. You know, he he would have had different expectations and he's like, yeah, I don't really like romances. So it makes perfect sense that Seth would have uh, been slightly disappointed because I, I do think that the love story is the central story here. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of a the, the rest of the story is a bit of a MacGuffin. It's not exactly that, that's too harsh because because there's a real story there and a real mystery. Uh, and without that mystery, you don't have the drama to, to really move you along. But yeah, the main story does feel like it's Delhi and Wynn, right? So how would you compare this to, um, I'm scrolling through my books because I have a hard time remembering names of all the books that I've read. Bob, um, Jim, Bong, Fred, Bong, Jeff, the one These that was names. kind of similar in, in theme where it was women with powers in a Victorian setting. Oh, Theodore Goss. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I have a name, that'll make things easier. Yeah. It's, tap, tap, it's, tap, tap, tap. There's a, there's, there's a, uh, a strange I, I case of the alchemist daughter. Yeah. I don't know if it's a genre, but I, I think we touched on that last episode a tiny bit. Uh, we did that, briefly. Yeah. 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 It's, there's, there's some books that are like this, you know, it's almost the, the supernatural romance Regency period, etc. Gail Carriger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
For sure. That kind of vibe. Oh, Glamorous by Mary Robinette Cole. Tamahome, I don't know that one. Is that also similarly in this vein? I'm going to have to look that up. I will definitely. Beth is seconding that. Ooh. Okay. I'll check that out because I have so much extra time on my hands right now. <laughs> We're doing sleep training. Um, so that's fun. Oh, that's when good. your baby screams that's... at you for hours because they don't want to yeah, go to sleep. Yeah. That's that. Uh, I know sleep training as uh, one member of the couple telling the other member, no, 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 no. They just need to cry it out. Yeah. And then me and Eileen sort of receding into the background to let them figure it out. Yeah. We're not doing full cry it out. We're doing like the gentle, like wussy version of that. Okay. <laughs> um, right. But they're still easier? crying involved. Yeah. They're still crying involved. <laughs> not all the crying is your son, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've read like stories about people just leaving just like leaving in the night and going away because they can't take it anymore. Like not forever, just like for a Mm -hmm. little while, just while the baby cries with someone else (sighs) still in the house. I mean, I really set this up poorly. Not responsible leaving, just a, taking a break. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that I think wraps up our episode. Unless you have anything else you want to add about the book Um, chat room, anything you want to add about the book? Any, any final comments as we, as we wrap up this, this, this episode of sword and laser episode number 418. They're talking about Beth is now like you just find some boring audios and, and play them to the baby. Yeah. Any recommendations there? <laughs> <laughs> Any of our previous books that you found particularly boring? <laughs> I would not play The Ruthless Lady's Guide to Wizardry by Sam Wagner to the baby because no. that was not boring. That was good time. I had been meaning to read Sam Wagner for a long time, so I'm happy that we we picked a book and that it was really super fun to read. Yeah, me too. Um, Oh, Tomahomey says Robert Rich's seven hour Somnium sleep album. Okay, that wasn't really what I was asking for. I mean, we were joking asking for that, but that's that's super helpful. (laughs) I just play white noise. You get what you ask for. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to those who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Uh, you find li- links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. You know where our website is, at swordandlaser.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle, at swordandlaser. And all of our discussions happen over on Goodreads. And we will see you just just short seven days from now or thereabouts Six, um, to kick maybe. off six or so to kick off our next book Terra Nullius Terra Nullius by Claire G. Coleman alright we'll see you next time bye bye this podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network for more information about this and other shows visit frogpants.com Audio program so good, it's like you're there. Bong.